is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. Thank you so much for joining us today. And today we are going to be talking about Project Bluebeam because a fan requested it. Yes, we did have a loyal listener who did request us to um, just touch on Project Bluebeam. I wouldn't call this a deep dive per se, but we are going to touch on Project Bluebeam today. Which we have already touched on before um, during the harp episode, I believe. I believe it was a harp episode and actually came up in another episode. I think the it direct energy weapons. Yes, I think that Project Bluebeam does come up a lot because it's one of those um, it's all connected subjects. It is yeah. literally all connected. It, it, it is. So. And, you know, with that being said of it's all connected, before we talk about Project Bluebeam, we're actually going to talk about a couple of projects that happened before Project Bluebeam. Really? Because Project Bluebeam was not the first UFO research uh, program and investigation program that wow. was in place. I had no idea. So the first one that I found is called Project Sign. Oh. Yes. So, Project Sign was a top-secret U.S. government program that operated in the late 1940s and early 50s. I thought Project Bluebeam started in the late 40s as well. Project Sign was the first in the, in the 40s. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And this initiative, also known as Project Saucer. Ooh. So, um, it was established to investigate and analyze reports of unidentified flying objects or UFOs, more commonly known as UAPs. Now, and, more commonly. Yeah. Known. <laughs> now. That's a now. That's like saying, um, yeah. X, formerly known as Twitter. Ev oh, yeah. Every news, like when you read news stories, <laughs> it's like the longest thing. X. Formerly known as Twitter. It's like everybody knows what X is now, just... Or just call it Twitter and call it a day. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, yes. It, and Project uh, Sign, or also known as a Project Saucer, um, was to determine whether these uh, mysterious aerial, uh, aerial phenomenon posed any potential threat to national security. Because even now, with the July 2023 UAP hearing, you know, everyone wants to know if this is a national security problem, mm -hmm. and um, everybody is asking for transparency. Yes. Project Sign was the first official effort by the U.S. military to systematically study UFO sightings and gather information on these unidentified craft that were quite often reported by military pilots and um, commercial pilots, but in the 40s and the 50s, they received a lot of eyewitness reports, primarily from military um, pilots who saw things in the sky that were very alarming and um, to the point where they were having mental breakdowns and put in asylums almost for even talking about it and they would just silence them. Or now they just kill them. But we did, ha I did have a question actually. Um, while we record this, we're recording live on Facebook and someone brought up something, which I was the same way. I thought it was Project Blue Book. Which I am the same way. Is it Project Blue Book or Project Blue Beam? So this is Project Blue Beam, but you. But w is it interchangeable, or is there a different Project Blue Book? It's Project Blue Book, <laughs> but I had a typo, and um, I was saying <laughs> no. I was saying Project Blue Beam because there is another. There is another one that we did a story on about the beam, and I was thinking of the direct energy weapon. That's beam. it. Okay, okay. So, uh, my bad. I'm so sorry. Thank it is, you. Yeah, thank you. You are right. I was, I was thinking of the direct energy, and I was like interchanging the them direct energy weapon because that was a blue beam, and that made me think of harp too. Yeah. Because harp is all about the blue beam. 
Yeah, but it is Project Blue Beam and uh, Blue Book, and you are correct. I don't know why I wrote Beam because at the top it says Beam, but it's Book everywhere else. It's just my title says Book uh, Beam. Oh, that's so funny. Like you can literally see the title says Beam, but everything else in here says Book. Okay. So I started looking frantically. I'm like, wait a minute. Everything else says Book. So it was just a typo in the title. So I'm very sorry about that. These things happen, and this is live, and this is unedited, and this is what happens. Yes. And it's something that would have been caught later as I'm, I'm looking over my notes more. So I just messaged the person who uh, said that to us and thanked him. Yes. But we appreciate it. It happens. Um, <laughs> I honestly, because you have used them so interchangeably, yeah. that I just assumed that they were the same thing. No, or then I was like, oh, I don't want to say that and it be wrong because this is like your deal. Yeah. You're aliens. I'm everything else. And so, okay, cool. I'm glad that we got it settled then. It's not Project Bluebeam. There is no Project Bluebeam, I don't think. But so, like I said, um, I did was I was getting it with the Project Bluebeam or Bluebeam because I was thinking of drug energy weapons. There is a the Project Blue. Well, there is a Project Bluebeam by NASA. Yeah, there's a there is a Project Bluebeam also. Is a conspiracy theory. So Project Bluebeam is the conspiracy theory, but Project Blue Book is real. Project Blue Book is what we are talking about today, but there is going to be aspects of the conspiracy theory which we'll probably touch on Project Bluebeam and that could be why the title is Project Bluebeam Unlocked. It should be Blue Book. It's going, we going are to be going Blue by Book. Facts. But yes. we are going to touch on different aspects of the steps of what they believe NASA is doing. It's like it, it is a conspiracy. Okay, so going back to Project Sign, the key features of Project Sign do include, um, basically Project Sign was initiated in the late 1947s, uh, 1947 following a surge in UFO sightings, um, including the famous that we all know, Roswell. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, you know, they said that they did come out and say that it was a weather balloon and that it wasn't anything to for the general population to be worried about. But, of course, people are going to have questions and they're not going to let it go. And um, they did um, investigate those UFO sightings. It was established by the United States Air Force. And it was the Air Material Command and the operation operated in the uh, in a classified manner. So everything was like top secret and obviously they weren't going to release anything to the public at the time. Super skiffy. Super skiffy. Yeah. Um, if David Grush knew anything, he would not tell us. He would say it would have to be in a closed setting. A skiff. A skiff. If you will. Yes. So um, the, the mission of Project Sign was to collect and investigate um, and get as much data and reports of US UFO sightings and different encounters um, from whomever and wherever. You know, like I said, primarily the military pilots because they were flying their jets in the sky and obviously they would see things that wouldn't pop up on the radar or they would and like, what is this? And yeah. that's very alarming. Um, it was involved um, a team of the military and also civilian because, as we know, we could look in the night sky and we could see something and, like, okay, what could that be? Mm -hmm. You know, and everyone, most people have, like, the question, are we alone? Whether whatever you believe in, religiously or not, you're going to have that, like, something in us. Where do we come from? Our heritage. People now, they do, like, their DNA. They want to yeah. know where their family lineage is from. You know, it's just like a kind of a question. How did we evolve? How did mankind come to be? Where was it a god that just zapped Adam and Eve? Or was it aliens that put us here? Or how did the universe start? And as I go further and further of how it vast just, the universe is. It's a is, rabbit hole of questions. It literally makes my head hurt how small we are. <laughs> yeah, we're very <laughs> insignificant and very small. Yes. So with all that being said, um, you know, that they did have this program where they, including scientists, intelligence officers, of course, and aviation spe uh, specialists, astrophysics, uh, special, like everyone 
across the board was basically looking into this because they're trying to figure out what these are and they're trying to find a rational explanation uh-huh. to give to the general population because they don't want like a hysteria. This is in the 40s and the 50s following the war and there's we all know there's a whole war hysteria and that was a whole thing that they wanted to try to make sure that people were felt safe and comfortable and that their national security was you know that they were safe I never thought about that yeah, let's talk. It could about be a missile. For, a UAP yeah. could be a missile. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So the Roswell thing happened right at the ass end of or during World War Two, yeah. right? Yeah, forty seven, I believe. Yeah. So that was the ass end of World War Two. So people like just went through World War One. Now they're through World War World War Two. Yeah, and. They just came off the depression and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Baby boomers are starting. They're starting to have more babies and they're starting their lives again. Mm-hmm. And they, these are people that lost everything and they're yeah, trying to rebuild their family. The, the stock market is coming back up again. Everything is getting better. And then all of a sudden there's all these fucking like things in the sky and they're like, what the fuck? Now you have to worry about some kind of invasion. Yeah, or it could be from... Another country. Another country. Yeah. What if it was Germany? I mean, there's a lot of speculation that Germany had their own programs. Exactly. The time travel and all sorts of stuff. Uh Uh-huh. So then that does put a different swing on things Mm -hmm. like that people then so for the government to have to come out with a statement to ease everybody's mind weather balloon that kind of prefaces how we can't handle the truth now supposedly even though we are in a much better state although we are i think we're going back down to a worse state but we were at a very non-volatile state to handle UFOs a few years ago. I feel like people now are so desensitized that if there was an alien to stand directly, I mean, maybe they would, I would freak out even though I have a tattoo of an alien on my leg, but if I saw an alien right there, I would, I would probably think I was like hallucinating. I love skeletons and stuff, but if I, I could never be next to like a dead body skeleton. Uh, like Yeah. I just feel like people are so desensitized that they wouldn't even really. They'd be like, oh, yeah, aliens, yeah, probably. Okay, what yeah. I think is that people would rather it be aliens than it be Russians or some, some other country invading us at this point. Oh, yeah. In Without America, a doubt. Yeah. 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 They, where before. But who's more hostile? We don't. The other you know country. what I mean? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> That's the problem. I take my t- chances with the aliens. So this leads into my next part of what I was going to discuss is the public interest. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. The UFO sightings obviously capture um, the imagination and media attention. Just like with the spy balloon from China when mm-hmm. that was going around, it got so much media coverage that I think that people forget that there's a media coverage even in the early mid 1900s. Because I feel like now everything is spread so fast through via internet. And so back then it had to be through a newspaper and that it wasn't able to get across so quickly. Yeah. And I think that people forget that there was media back then. There was journalism back then. And news did cross pretty quickly considering they didn't have the internet. I mean, they had in the 1800s, 1700s, late 1700s. They had um, new, a newspaper, they're not newspaper, but news tellers. So mm-hmm. there'd be the town's news person who would go town to town mm-hmm. of whatever was going on. And there's been UAP, UFO, UFO sightings for all of time, which we've talked about all in other episodes too. So it's not like anything new in the 40s, in the 50s. This, no. I mean, I remember... It's just, I think that um, newspapers were more... It's more widespread now because yeah. it's more, it's, there's, it's better, commu- easier for people to communicate. Morse code came out in what, 1912 or something, 1911. So they can communicate better with each yeah. other about what they saw in their area. But I remember a story about, um, my grandmother was born in 1917. My mom's my, mom. My, my mom's mom was born in 1917 as well. Really? 
Shut up. Yeah, she was born in 1917. What did she die? Um, she died when I was like 12. Me too. That's weird. Was she German? No. Okay, mine was partially German. Like she had other parts. No, of, mine. Oh, well, she had other parts of her. Mine was the other heritage. But mine she mine was, was 100% Scottish. Yeah. But I believe she was born in 19. Maybe it was 1927. Well, mine was definitely 1917, and her husband was born in 1915. They were older generation. But my point of saying that is, when she was a kid, she grew up in Waverly, Iowa. She didn't grow up in Germany. Like her, her family was from Germany, but she was born in America. And um, oh, so she was. So you're like third fucking. You're third. I'm first. Yeah. By the way, guys, just so we're all aware, <laughs> I'm first generation American. I am third, third fuck, yeah. but I am first generation. I think I'm, I'm first, about third. Yeah, I'm the yeah. first. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I just figured it out like a year or two ago, and I'm like, <laughs> it's funny. No, it's good. I mean, yeah, I mean. I'm first generation American. Most people yeah. are like second, third, fourth, 20th, whatever. Yeah. My mom was never an American citizen. I mean, she's still white as fuck coming from Scotland, but still, it's not like she came from like. Mexico or like Colombia or like Italy or any of the cool places. Any of the cool places. <laughs> the minority places. So I'm um, going back to my grandmother who was born in 1917. <laughs> <laughs> she um, she did have German descent and and others. We're very European. I think most of my most of my DNA is Scandinavian because I did my DNA and I did got you? I got a lot of Scandinavian. Yeah, um, that's uh, Swedish. Yeah, I'm Swedish. Um, yeah, from Sweden and, and Germany and Ireland and yeah. So I'm kind of a mutt, a European mutt. But anyway, the point is, is that she, she did speak German because her, her parents were like fluent. But, um, when she grew up in Waverly, Iowa, she was born in 1917, her grand, not her grandfather, my great grandfather, her father would have, he smoked cigars. They, she had like 19 brothers and sisters too because like they lived on a farm and like they all worked together, you know, it was just how they did it back then. But long story short, he was outside smoking a cigar on his big wraparound porch on the big old farm and he called the family out because they saw a tic-tac shape. Oh my God. UFO going across in the sky. And that was in. And that would have been in like the early 20s. 20s. Yeah. And I was always thinking like, I wonder if it was one of those. Um, weather balloons? No, not a weather <laughs> balloon. No, the other ones, the, the, um, the Z one, the, um, help me out people who are watching, Zeppelins. Right? Oh, Is that what yeah. they're called? Like the, the Zephyrs. The Zephyr, yeah. But. Apparently it wasn't. Like, it was, I don't know when those were built, but it was, like, different. Like, the way that they described it, the way it, like, shot around. And didn't just, like, cruise. It was, like, like yeah. UFO. And that would have been way back then. So this is, like, at least 20 years before Project Sign. Yeah. That I know from my family. So people. And I know it even goes back farther than that. For sure. So um, going back to Project Sign... Um, it was created in response to the growing interest, obviously, about the UFOs in the public and the, the military who had been witnessing different things. The project's uh, personal um, personnel analyzed witnesses and testimony. They analyzed radar data and any relevant information, um, you know, to try to figure out what was going on with the these phenomenon of the UAPs and UFOs. They wanted to determine if the sightings were something that they could actually explain, you know, like logically explain of, okay, this is a weather balloon, this is what this technology from whatever yeah. could be, or if it was something that was like really unexplainable and could be a threat to the national security or just a threat in general or just what, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. Um, Project Sign was significant to um, report as it was known the estimate of the situation. It was classified and it was top secret. So this all came out way later. Obviously, during this time, nothing was given to the general population. Um, the report that came out later was suggested that some of the UFOs might be extraterrestrial origin. So it was un unknown. Later it came out, like, yeah, it was top secret, it was unknown, they didn't know what it was. They had no explanation for it. And um, 
not everyone in the military agreed with that and it was like conflict so obviously they had to keep they just continued studying more um the this led to much co uh, controversy in the government and also in the military and um a lot of uh, military officials were really uncomfortable with the thought of the extraterrestrial hypothesis, just like now. Mm -hmm. So pretty much nothing has changed. No. Um, obviously, they wanted transparency, but back then they had in, it was a little more in, insufficient evidence um, because the technology has changed. Also, yeah. So it's not like um, I mean they did have things but like now we have even more technology so we can even study even more so um project sign was actually dis um it ended in 1949 so that was the end of project sign or aka project saucer um what did continue because like we said that it's going to continue because they're still going to have questions. There's going to be the side that they're like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. This is like, you're crazy. And then there's going to be the other side that's like, no, we need to know. Yeah. Like, I'm very intrigued. I want to know what the heck is this, yeah. right? So it continued with Project Grudge. So right. Project, uh, Project Grudge uh, later, um, then later was Project Blue Book. Um, it continued again. It was with the U.S. Air Force who investigated the same thing, UFOs, UAPs, and it did continue uh, for many years. Um, Project Sign was not conclusive to pr prove the existence of any extraterrestrial life, um, but it did kind of um, set the tone, kind of like a platform for them to continue um, the work and the efforts to try to figure out what exactly the phenomenon was. Um, this work laid a foundation for what we have today and uh, lots of interest, speculation, and of course lots of enthusiasts and researchers. Um, going on to Project Grudge, a little bit about that, it was also a classified government program. It was established again by the United States Air Force in 1949. Um, during the early years of what is called the Cold War, the project was, um, the objection, objective was to investigate and regulate reports of UFOs and any threat, again, to national security. So it's just kind of echoing the same thing as Project Sign, but it just would continue on. Um, the mission, again, was to collect and data, analyze UFO sightings, encounters, phenomenon, and determine, again, whether this was conventional or whether it was, like, some kind of weather phenomenon. A lot of them were saying, like, it was weather phenomenon or just some kind of natural phenomenon or, again, human-made objects, uh -huh. like something that someone made somewhere else, another country, and that we're just not aware of what it is, so we're clueless so we think it's something of another worldly or dimension or, or whatever maybe another dimension because of time travel yeah maybe somebody three thousand years in the future has come back here quite possible david grush would agree with you if we were in a skiff <laughs> <laughs> he'll be able to tell you more <laughs> um so, um, with Project Grudge, it did include astronomers, meteorologists, because, you know, these could be, what if it is a shooting star? Yeah. And it's something that's burning up in our atmosphere. Yeah. And it's not a UFO. It's, 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 it's just an just, asteroid or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Space dust. Space dust. Um, so, it was, they did go over a lot of different things that it could be. However, uh, Grudge was somewhat... Um, had more of a, like a, a skeptical approach towards the UFO investigations and they were more leaning towards they just debunked everything like everything just kept getting debunked mm -hmm. um and they didn't like people believed that they weren't really investigating it wholeheartedly like it was just kind of like to get rid of it yeah like this isn't happening like sweep it under the rug yeah. or just kind of um no, that makes sense. Yeah, like they didn't want if they're if they did like, find let's get rid of this concrete, as soon as as possible. Let's just get yeah. the public eye off of it. It was very dismissive. 
Mm-hmm. That's and a good word. Very dismissive of um, UFO sightings. And again, people that were actually reporting these sightings, they weren't, I mean, yeah, there was just regular people like us that could be like, oh, I saw something in the sky. But these are people who are like, they're military pilots. They're, they're trustworthy. Part of the Air Force. They're not us. They've had like, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, they, they have experience of what could be in the sky. Yeah. Like, they train them on like, okay, you, you know, whatever they, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, what they could see potentially, you know. And um, they were even discrediting them. Um, so these activities were obviously carried out in somewhat secrecy because it was top secret. And in 1952, the project was reorganized. So it wasn't like ended. Project Grudge turned in to Project Blue Book. So, so it just kind of like transferred. It kept trans. It just kind of like morphed into that. Yeah, so they just kept doing that. They would end one mm-hmm. just for somebody else to show interest and it just forward. Yeah, and again, like, you know, Project Grudge was kind of debunking everything, and then when Project Blue Book came about, I don't know, it seems like they were taking more of, like, back to, like, a serious approach. Good. Um, I feel like they have to every time that there's, like, a new interest or a new project. So, okay, cool, so we closed Project Grudge, now we're going to do yeah. Project Bluebeam, so everybody has to take it seriously all over again. Yeah. And we'll go from there. And then if everything goes to shit, then we'll do another project. And and I don't have the numbers of how many um, investigations signed did Project Sign or Project Grudge, but I do have a note here that Project Blue Book was more of like, like you said, like open and more like, um, uh, like I don't know, hands on in a way. Like it was more like, okay, we're gonna do this damn thing. And they conducted thousands of investigations. Like, oh, wow. It seems like they investigated a lot more it's than like others. It's almost like now the UAP hearings and all that. Yeah. It's like they're finally taking it seriously. Exactly. So they had done that, and history repeats itself. Yeah, and um, despite, like, in the past, the controversial um, history of sign and grudge, this... Uh, part of the UFO in the United States. It represents like a period when the government was actively studying and cataloging UFO sightings and like really contributing and really um, trying to debate that and even just not only debate but really had more of an open mind about okay this actually could be extraterrestrial like instead of just like writing it off as a weather balloon or swamp gas or like whatever they say, <laughs> they were actually taking it more seriously um, in the nature of what the unidentified flying objects could be. And you know, I think about it too, it could be like maybe because the technology was better too, maybe. I don't know how much technology changed between the 40s and you know, the like the 60s, but probably, you know, I think a good amount probably yeah. would have changed. But um, basically, um, for Project Blue Book, um, the in 1969, the Air Force did investigate the flying objects, like we stated, and the project was headquartered at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. And Always. remember, we've talked about yes. Wright-Patterson Air Force Base before. Yes. And that's where they had a lot of sightings of UFOs was at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. So I actually will be talking about Ohio in my upcoming episode. Yeah. That has nothing to do with aliens. Or does it? Ooh. Dun-dun-dun. Maybe there is some (laughs) sort of something. Maybe. It's all connected, right? It is. But it's just funny because I saw Bright Patterson and I'm like, hmm. We've done this before. We've played this game. This is very (laughs) interesting. We should go visit that Air Force Base. Oh, I wonder. Oh, we couldn't. No. You'd have to, yeah, no, we would have to have somebody that we know on there. Who do we know that's in the Air Force? I don't know. I know somebody that works from Boeing, but... That yeah, really so help I us. do. I, 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 <laughs> we're actually doing something for the Air Force right now. Oh, you are? Yeah. But Maybe I can't ta- say anything more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I can't do any of that. Yeah. So, going back to Project Blue Book, <laughs> um, the, like we said, this is the United States Air Force program. It was established in um, uh, 
1952 when it was like officially established when it took over the primary purpose was the investigation and researching of the identified objects um, the project did continue until December 17th 1969 that's actually when it ended and it was officially terminated and during that time a total of 12,618 sightings were reported Wow. and investigated so that was like a huge amount for wow. compared to Project Sign and Project and Grunge. for that time period because you have to think about like like talking to people and stuff. It wasn't so easy to get points across. It wasn't like, hey, comment on here and somebody can do it all quick. It was like those 12,000 people had to go out of their way mm-hmm. to like send a fucking like telegram or a pigeon or some shit. Well, was it was it a sixties? <laughs> but still, like it was Telegram. Well, it was before right? the sixties. Telegram, so. snail mail. Like yeah. we didn't even have emails. They had phones. Okay, call. They it. had telephones. Yes, telephones, whatever. But it was like Telegram. That. They had a telephone. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> they but telephones. they didn't have email. That's all I was getting to. Like they didn't have the internet. The internet seems to have made the world so much smaller. But mm-hmm. also. Also, the population was, like, way less. So if you think about it, 12,000 people would have been a huge percentage of population compared to nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been, like, 0.5% of the population are coming forward. Mm-hmm. And 05 of the population did anything together, we could move fucking mountains. <laughs> That's like, true, yeah. nowadays, you know... Like, everything has grown, not only in technology, but population, people, like, breeding. (laughs) Breeding. (laughs) Well, you know, um, surprisingly enough, um, it's a big number, but, you know, of those 12,618 sightings, only, I'm saying only, I was like, only, but 701 of them remain unidentified. So they did find a reason, whether the reason was, For a bunch of them. Okay. was correct or not, I don't know. I don't have that data, but it was actually 71 unsolved. remain unsolved. So, I mean, there could be, and those are just of the ones that were reported. So then we get into like the conspiracy side of it. That's already kind of a conspiracy in a sense in, in, in itself, itself because, because it's like if you believe or not believe and if you've seen because something Because I was going to be like, well, did they did all 701 of those, did half of those see the same object in the sky? So then that actually discredits like half of them, because or not discredits, but like makes half of them, half of that whole population just see one thing. Mm-hmm. Then that's only one phenomenon, not seven hundred and one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that yeah. there'd be yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get into this is where I talk about Project Blue Beam, which I know is not Blue Book. Blue Book is an actual Air Force investigation like program that was uh, funded by the U.S. government for the Air Force. Blue Beam is like more of the conspiracy theorist suggestion of yeah. regarding NASA. And it, it coincides with, um, like, the UFO um, agenda, so I have it in here, that the Project Blue Beam conspiracy theory suggests that NASA has secret plans to create and add a new world, to add to a new world order. And the description of the project is broken down into four steps to achieve this potential goal. The first step would be the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge. For example, um, they would set up earthquakes at certain precise locations around the world where new archaeological discoveries will be explained. And like, if they were to be found, they would basically just debunk all the meanings of major religions. So um, the way that they would do that is that we, they would use something like harp. Or that's where we get into the harp and direct energy weapons and stuff where they, and Antarctica, where they have, um, what is that one called in Antarctica? I did an episode on on Antarctica. It's not in my notes here. I thought I would remember the ice observatory where they create earthquakes. What is that one called? Oh, I I forgot the name of it. Harp. But But no, it's not harp. It's the other one. 
Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember now. But um, basically, they would use those systems to set up earthquakes, okay? Uh-huh. And then the second one would be a giant basic, basic 3D hologram, which would be projected in, like, not necessarily space, but, like, in the sky or, like, in in our like above us in the space or like in the in the atmosphere using a, the example would be using the laser projections with multiple hologram images to different parts of the world mm-hmm. with each region of the world would receive different messages according to their predominant religion national religious faith and belief systems to support their belief systems which will then essentially make those people, if they are compelled to, like, believe it and they, like, are really, like, yes, they will believe that their God or, like, their Messiah or whoever they believe in would be coming back to, to like... Which... Would be, like, would be coming days, back, Yeah, coming almost, back to retrieve yeah, the people. For, like, my, my grandma always had her... Um, rocking chair. Like revelations. Is it yes, revelations? revelations. If you're my, like Christian. Yeah, so my grandma yeah. would always have her rocking chair fa- headed towards the east because that's where Jesus is supposed to come from. So sh- then that would be when they would take all the people. The chosen. The chosen or mm-hmm. the pure or the w- whatever. And that everything, all your godly or worldly possessions would be done. So all your rings would fall off. All yeah. your everything would fall off. I was like six and I was like, hey grandma, what happens to your tattoos? And she <laughs> Do they she, fall off? She's like, they'll get ripped out of your skin. Oh my god. And I was like, I'm never getting a tattoo. Meanwhile. Oh like, they're everywhere. They don't stop. <laughs> um but yeah. So yeah. but what I was gonna say about all of that with the Project Blue Beam, what's crazy is that have you seen the videos in Japan on the side of a building and they have the cat that like is like not a hologram, like a hologram yeah. that yeah. comes out and like chases a ball or something yeah. or like the demon that comes out. Or they can do hey, it in China too where they have like, they'll have like a whale just yeah. swimming through the sky. Yes. And okay, there's but nothing. Here's it's a fun a- fact. Why the fuck did they make the Las Vegas sphere? <gasps> the sphere, yes. The sphere is fucking gnarly and it yeah. looks crazy. You've seen and it in person, right? Yes. Okay. And so they um and I last time I went to Vegas, I was like I need to take a video of this, but I left I I arrived in the day and then I left the following morning. It was daytime. So uh, I couldn't because I was gonna take a video of it and I was on the wrong side of the plane coming in, but I don't think it would have mattered. Yeah. Because we um Bryant took me right next to it, and it was um, it wasn't even on oh. when, when he took me wherever. Um, but anyways, and when I left, it wasn't on because I left at like eight in the morning. So one of these days I will leave at night because I go there a but lot. They have it but they have it on during the day though too. I've seen it where it's like an emoji. And yeah, but I think, faces at the car. Yes. Yeah. But I think that um, that's later on in the day. So like, cause I I went there at like. Well, it gets dark at five now. I know I yes, but no, I arrived at like eight in the morning and I left at eight in the morning. So uh, it was like too early. I think that it turns on at like noon or something, and I wasn't around it at that point in time. Yeah, he didn't live right there. No, he doesn't. No, yeah. he lives he lives on one end, and then my other friend lives on the other end. So I literally am like slingshotted from one end to the other, and the strip is in the middle. Yeah. But we don't go through the strip because it would take way too long. Well, with all the so, people on the yeah, traffic. So, so they always, like, go around or whatever. So I am hardly ever get to go on the strip unless I'm staying on the strip. Yeah, or if you guys have a reason, like, you're like, oh, we're going to go get dinner. We'll go to the yeah. strip, like, for fun yeah, or whatever. No, yeah, We went to the art district last time. So we could, so I could go to um, Nightmare Cafe, which if you guys have been on Instagram or anything, well, I don't know. It might only be for me because I go to Vegas so much. I've never even heard of it. You haven't? No, it's like what a, is it? It's like a immersive entertainment dinner thing, and they have oh. like... A, is it the one where it's like really high up in the sky? No. Oh, okay. It's like on normal ground. I've seen that. Level. It just has a bunch of like on the, on the TV screens... It's all, like, horror movies, just the, like, bloody, slashy parts. Uh, and then they have, like, all these, like, mannequins of all the scary horror stuff. 
like yeah. like Freddy and clowns and Beetlejuice and just whatever. Like just scary shit is just everywhere. It's just like a homage to yeah for like Halloween. Yeah, and but no, I guess October. it's there all the time. I think, uh, but I wanted to go in October. But I think it's there all the time. It's in the art district of Vegas. Well, you know, there's a lot of people like my sister, for example, where they're always in spooky season. Yeah. Like, even your house, you have, like, bats and stuff. I know, it's psychotic. <laughs> Wait, I made a pirate cove for spooky season, and then I just left it. <laughs> she does have a pirate cove. I have Billy the pirate that's outside that just skeletons. Like. And, like, I am the opposite. I hate anything scary. Like, I, wanna, I don't I, even watch no. horror movies. No, I, I don't watch it. that stuff. I feel like it's, like, I feel like it, like, it, like rot your brain or something <laughs> like nothing against anybody or you or anybody that watches it but I feel like for me it's it's just gonna like sit with me and like fester and I'm just gonna like if anything it desensitizes you to like murdering people oh my gosh <laughs> I think like that that'd be it but like I grew up on horror movies like that I where they did always, too and I don't have imp- I mean like I have impulses to kill people because they piss me off or whatever road rage but like if I could actually like saw off somebody's arm like oh. I don't think I could I wouldn't want I physically to. like I just don't feel like I could and that's like a good thing yeah no it's that's just good it makes me cringe just to think <laughs> about it so my husband hates Horror movies. Hates, hates, hates. And um, I love Freddy, like Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I had the box set. Like, that is my favorite, right? I, I grew up watching Freddy. Freddy's, like, my favorite. Yeah. Um, and he goes, okay, on Halloween, he goes, Well, we should say what it is for people that don't know that might like horror movies. It's a Nightmare on Elm Nightmare Street. Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. yeah. Um, and Brad goes, let's watch Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was like, <gasps> What? Because he hates slashers and he hates all that stuff. And he's like, well, there's like a plot. And I'm like, oh, let me, let me, let's do Nightmare on Elm Street 5. I fucked up. I meant to do 4 where you see the origin story of him being at the daycare. Oh. I did number 5, the origin story of the mom being raped by all the insane people. and I forgot blah, blah, about blah. that. Yeah, it's a whole story thing. It's so watch. demented. I know. So I picked the wrong origin story. I was so it's demonic. Ew. It literally is. I love it. I can't, I know. <laughs> I can't, like, enter that in my brain. Yeah. Anyways, okay, back to your, to Project Bluebeam. So we're so getting into they, things, this, we're getting into things entering in people's brains. So yes. this is a perfect segue. So, well, no, but, but they, oh. it's like they're, what my perfect segue was that they are. I was trying to make it fit, okay? Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> they are placing these, like, spheres or whatever in every mm. major city, it seems, not major city, but, like. I mean, like, in every country. See how people will react? Program? No. So then that way when Project Bluebeam sets forth and they want it, they'll already have the technology to program to... But then won't people just say, that's coming from the sphere. That's not real. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe the sphere is going to get so, like, the technology will be able to I think they're going to use HARP. Yeah, I think I don't they're gonna know. use heart. It's just interesting that like I don't know. And now all the metal they're putting in the in the atmosphere with the chemtrails and yeah. somehow it's gonna like reflect off. Oh yeah. I think I that's how they're that. gonna do it. I don't think they're gonna do it with any of the sphere like I think they're gonna do it with something that it's it's like almost like a mirage where it's like yeah. not like a solid like they're doing in China and stuff. It's gonna be more like like angelic looking and more realistic and translucent and more so, like so we go to like the, a like a hol- oval, like a hologram it literally like, says yeah, hologram, hologram. So, I don't know something that's not yeah. as obvious that would be a little more believable Brad and I were going through the desert the last time that we went on Halloween and we're going through the desert and there's like you know like in the desert there's mirages but there's not really because we're not dying or anything you know you can and still see one. No, so we come over this hill, and Brad's like, that's a new house. And I'm like, oh, thank God you see it, too. I thought it was a mirage. <laughs> like, legit, real conversation. I believe We were you. in that word, Bucky. <laughs> Anyways, go on. I'm sorry. It's okay. So with that being said, um, that does uh, go into our next uh, step of, which would be telepathic two-way communication. 
And uh, it is believed that NASA will, NASA will use a low-frequency radio waves to telepathically communicate with humans worldwide. Will we know that they are, or no. will we think it's just an intrusive thought? We will not know. It will be So that used... could be happening right now, and we just don't know it. Oh, yeah, it could be happening now. Yeah. It, could, it would be used to shape our beliefs to match those um, that would form kind of like a mind control. And to make, but specifically, again, going back to religion, to make them think that their God is sending them the messages. Like they're praying to whoever they pray to. And then they hear like that, almost like an inner monologue, but it would be like not an inner monologue. It would be like their God responding to them. And spiritually, sending them messages spiritually. And the messages would be broadcasted directly to the brain by NASA, not by any god or any religion or any, yeah, it's it's like to fool, fool the masses telepathically using a low frequency radio wave. Step four would be the universal supernatural manifestation using electronic means. The final step is to create a chaotic event that will leave people willing or desperate enough to accept this new world order. One is to make mankind believe that an alien invasion is about to strike down on each major city around the world. Second would be that Christians would believe the coming of Christ. Or, you know, whatever religion that you believe in, you would believe that your Messiah was coming. The third is a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces unknown. Project Blue Book and, um, so that's Project Blue Beam. Going back to the Project Blue Book to kind of tie it together is that this was initiated in the response of a surge of the UFO sightings of the 1950s. The U.S. Air Force was responsible for defending an airspace of the United States and launched this project to de determine whether UFOs pose a threat to the national security and gain a better understanding of unidentified aerial phenomenon or UAPs. Mm-hmm. Um, the objection, objection. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Objectives. Objectives of Project Blue Book. Again, this is Blue Book, not Blue Beam. Blue Beam is like the conspiracy part one through four we just discussed. Going back kind of full circle, Project Blue Book is as follows. To collect and investigate the UFO sightings and encounters from military and civilian personnel, or civilians, to assess any potential national security posed by the UFOs, analyze data and gather information scientifically um, and to provide explanations for the majority of the UFO sightings, either through conventional or natural phenomenon. So they wanted to debunk them was a main goal was just mm -hmm. to debunk. Um, over the duration, Project Blue Book did collect thousands of reports and uh, again, they did find that 701 were unexplainable. While the project did close a significant number of cases as identified, it was notable for leaving a small percentage, like we said, the 701. Um, project Blue Book closed in 1969, citing the lack of any evidence. Okay. Yeah. Lack of evidence that UFOs representative uh -huh. a threat to national security and the conclusion that they did not demonstrate an advanced technology or extraterrestrial origin. However, critics and theorists have argued that the project's dis uh, closure was more of a result of public relations than actual scientific investigation. And the handling of the UFO reports have been criticized for a lack of scientific rig rigor and transparency. This led to ongoing debates 
obviously for conspiracy theorists and conspiracy podcast shows yeah. to discuss it further. And in recent years, renewed the interest of the UFOs and uh, an identified aerial phenomenon, which now we have what leads us into the current time of July 2023, when we had the U.S. government come out with three whistleblowers saying that this is a multi-decade um, cover-up. Which is multi-decade cover-up. That means that again, it actually goes with what these programs are saying. All these programs, Project Sign, Project Grudge, Project Blue Book, they were all to basically cover up. They per- kind of pretended like they were investigating, which yeah. they were, but their whole goal was just to find other convince even to the point of convincing people that they didn't see it they didn't hear it they didn't witness it there are people that are actually put in asylums that's crazy pilots that were put in asylums over it and that they were doing like shock therapy and stuff to try to like wipe their brain of it that is insane and then project blue beam is just like you know, there's a whole talk of New World Order and, and yeah. Agenda 2023 and the whole, and like, or 20, did I, what did I say? 2023. Oh, because I'm thinking of, pro, of the... Of this year. This year, yeah. Yeah. So that's it, really, for, for the episode today. It's kind of, like, what your take, what, what do you, everyone take on it? Like, do you believe that NASA and the government is, is covering up? Well, obviously, we just had the UAP hearing, so probably. Yeah, no, <laughs> and not- now they just came out with oh the my truth. Gosh. Yeah, it's only a conspiracy until it's proven true. Yeah, blue beam, blue book, all this UFO shit was a conspiracy. Project Sign, Project Grudge, and now it's coming out that it's it's true. It's so true. it's not a conspiracy anymore. It's real. But Project Blue Beam is still the conspiracy that they're going to be using these technologies for a new world, for a new world order. Yeah. You know their agendas. But once again, programming. Let's you know. think. It's only a conspiracy until it's true. And when are we going to come out and say, oh, remember when we talked about on that episode, blah, blah, blah. And, we're and now we have a whistleblower. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't saying, know. by the way, the New World Order is real and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we'll refer back to this We should episode. do an episode on the New World Order because we haven't. Uh, we haven't? I don't think so. I feel like we have. Well, you were going to no, do Agenda 2030. We haven't done that yet, have we? Yes. Oh, we have. Okay, we already did that. Yeah. Did we? I don't think we did. I don't think that we did. I think we, like, you've probably written it, but I don't think we've actually recorded it. That's so crazy. If we haven't, we'll record that next. <laughs> because, no, why should have. Did we? I don't think we I don't. Oh, oh it's bad. We that's horrible. No, I'm pretty sure that we did. Okay. Oh, maybe we have. So just yeah. refer back to that episode. Okay, well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, and thank you so much for staying with us with our technical difficulties. We did have a few, so thank you. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Thank you, and email us at conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye. Bye.